come stop and take a trip down on my block What you see hidden potential, young minds sharper than Ginsu And ain't afraid to speak they mind if they got something against you We standing with you, we tackle issues like civic pride Hate will cease to exist, let's put our differences aside From my side to your side, from Dutch Town to South Side From Penrose to North Side, from Benton Park to Old North to West End to West Side We bless when we step out, we stand down, rise up, stand together, wise up this is Stitchcast Studio, produced by St. Louis Story Stitchers in St. Louis, Missouri. In this week's episode, our Stitchcast sits down and imagines life as a parent. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Story Stitchers. Hello, everybody, under the sound of my voice. Thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of Stitch Cat Studio. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis, and I am accompanied by three new members of our Stitch Cast. Now, it doesn't happen all the time, but ever so often, we ask one of our very talented engineers to step from behind the scenes for a second, lend their voice to a few podcast topics, share some insight. So in this special occasion, we got Blue Beats with us. Blue, how you feeling? What's up, everybody? What's going on? I'm feeling good. Blue is one of the engineers that help us get the audio sounding nice and crispy for these songs we be doing, for these podcasts. Blue is responsible for a lot of the beats you be hearing on these songs, you know what I'm saying? Blue does a lot, so we appreciate you uh, uh, being with us, my guy. How kind of you, bro. I appreciate that, bro. Most deaf, most deaf always. So, what are we going to talk about today? We were talking and we got to wondering about what it would be like to have to raise a child in this type of environment, in this type of life, with society and everything else. We thought that would be a nice, interesting podcast topic, you know, uh, especially in a post-pandemic world with so much changing. We got kind of curious as to what the do's and don'ts would be of parents and like, 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 what, what morals do you instill in your kids? What, what do you, what do you teach your kids about what they're saying on TV? Like, like, how do, how do you raise a child? And how hard would it be to create a good person in this environment or what we believe to be a good person? Because even good in itself is subjective. So that being said, let's uh let's hop right into it. Um, do y'all believe that uh two parents uh with completely different core values could uh could successfully raise a child? I believe that it just depends on how heavily they practice and indoctrinate those religions into their children. Because me personally, my mom didn't push atheism on me, but my dad didn't push Christianity on me. They believed what they believe and kept it to themselves and let me do what I wanted to do. And then they didn't push religion on each other. So my mom, even though she was an atheist and my dad and I'm practicing Christian, my dad isn't an atheist, but he isn't like someone who goes to church every Sunday. But I think the biggest thing with them was they never required that each one of them have the same religion to be together. And I think because of that, they kind of raised us to be like, whatever you want to be. I mean, I was in foster care for two years when I was ages nine to 11. And so I had been into a with a foster family that was, they were complete opposite from my parents. Both of them were practicing Christianity, had us go to church every Sunday, indoctrinating us to believe that lifestyle mindset. They two were both together joined in a Christian union. But one thing I can say is it just depends on why y'all love each other and why y'all care for each other. I never thought that you had to 
um, be with someone only because they believe what you believe, but I think it's called respect, you know? Don't be telling somebody, oh, what you believe is trash, this is why it's trash, this is why what you believe is false and stuff. The best thing in life is knowing how to agree to disagree and knowing how to have your opinions but respect somebody else's. And that's the same thing you gotta do with your children. Whether your kids decide Christianity or whatever they decide, I think they're gonna have their own opinions, but you gotta respect that it may not be coincided with choice. Got you. Okay, and to clarify, when I say core values, I'm not I'm actually not talking about religion. I mean I mean everything from your your morals, the things that you believe right or are, are right and wrong, your, you know what I'm saying? So uh yeah, not not just not just limiting to religion, but but every everything that you believe. When it comes to core values, the way they raised us, I believe truly they wanted, you know what I'm saying, to instill some good things. They was on the same page when it came to raising their children. They just wasn't on the same page when it came to raising themselves. If that makes <laughs> gotcha. Understood. Understood. What about the rest of y'all? What y'all think? I feel like when it comes to raising children, you have to agree on the way that you're raising your child. That's about it. I feel like two single parents can raise the same child. I feel like two married parents can raise the same child. I feel like if they can agree on what's best for their child together, then they can raise the child. Blue, how you how you, how you feel about that? You think you think two parents with completely different core values can raise a kid in, in, in a manner that's uh, that's conducive and healthy? Yeah, because I think uh, you know different perspectives and different thought processes kind of add to a well-rounded individual, you know what I'm saying? I believe in moderation. I think, you know what I'm saying, a little bit of that and a little bit of this kind of add together for a well-rounded individual. So I think it's all about the um, communication, you know, between the two. Because, I mean, I think a, a relationship in general with two people, you know what I'm saying, it's about not really compromising yourself, but, you know what I'm saying, kind of in my opinion, you know, um, respecting the other person enough to find some type of middle ground be between what I believe. So, um, I don't know, I think uh, essentially, you know, that, that's the same type of thinking that, you know, comes in raising the kids when you do believe different things. Now, I'm not talking from, you know, so much experience because I ain't, you know, had kids with a person that believes so much different than me. But I think with the proper communication and, you know what I'm saying, two people working together, I think it'll turn out into, you know, well-rounded individual. I feel that. I feel that. I ain't even gonna lie to y'all. When it comes to, like, core values, or at least I know that, like, before I even go into a relationship, I have, like, non-negotiables and stuff like that. You know, you know what I'm saying? Just, just stuff that, like, I know that in order for this to, for this relationship to work, here's, here's a list of things that I'm absolutely not willing to deal with these things I don't necessarily care for but I am willing to deal with and these things the relationship absolutely has to have for me for uh for us to work out at least on my end that being said when I think of core values I'm thinking about like our morals and stuff and, and, and uh just certain things that I feel like there has to be uh some agreement on now I'm not talking about like obviously when, when you're dealing with another person y'all aren't gonna agree on every single thing and y'all shouldn't agree on everything so there's always gonna be that little sauce or that little spice of this is my perspective from my experience and this is your perspective from your experience but um I feel like it's, it's certain stuff like that. Uh, and I guess if we communicate and come into a middle ground, I guess it would be okay. But it's it's, it's certain stuff that like, I feel like we have to agree on. So yeah, as long as y'all parenting is on one accord, 
then I then I guess the joint would be fine. You know what I'm saying? Like, then then it should be fine. But there are things that I believe in so strongly, and I believe so strongly that that's the right thing to believe. That I don't know that uh, middle ground is good enough. You know what I'm saying? If that if that makes sense. Uh, and not that I'm trying to like force stuff on my kids or whatever, but like bullying. My kid can't be no bully. I'm sorry. You can't be no bully. I don't I don't really know that that's something that I could compromise on. You know what I'm saying? And now naturally, and this is the tricky thing about it. Nobody that bullies people sits here and thinks, yo, I bully people. You know what I'm saying? That's not how they see it. You know what I'm saying? Just, just, just like a racist person don't just walk around like I'm racist. You know what I'm saying? Or a misogynistic person don't walk around like I'm misogynistic. A homophobe don't walk around like I hate gay people. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not how it works most of the time. My kid can't be no bully. And so if my, uh, for lack of a better phrase, because I don't know what's going to happen, but if my baby mama is, is teaching my kids stuff that perpetuates like a bullying type of behavior, you know what I'm saying? Like, 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 I'm not okay with that. I don't know how we compromise. How do, how do we, how do we make that okay? You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't, I don't know. I guess it depends on what core values we're talking about. Sure, it's possible to raise a kid when y'all have completely different belief systems and core values and, and morals and all of that. But I really don't want to have to. You know what I'm saying? I, I really don't even want to have to go through that. I, I'd much rather us just be on one accord. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's that time again. Time for another Stitchcast Studio Arts Interlude. That's right. It's time to pick the city up. This week, we have a Story Stitches original piece entitled Different. I remember that day when we were in the sun, but... You had that gun and so I looked into the distance and said, there's no need for that. We're just having fun. But then you looked at me and said, this, this is what makes me a man and you wouldn't understand. And I didn't. I didn't understand how a piece of iron could make you more of a man than what you already were. But then it came to me days later of course that you were searching for something lurking over your own shoulder trying to find answers from your past so you'd hide behind this mask thinking that your broken smile would get you by but not for long because then I came along and tried to pick up the broken pieces that you had left behind. You see, time after time, I told you to listen to your right mind, but you still went left and left pieces, broken pieces. And you could never find the whole you. So only half of you lived while the other half died. You grew, you grew cold and began to lie about everything just to deny your pain. And so it crippled me to watch you grow sour. Because I told you, I told you I'd said I'd seen this sight before. September 11, 2001, the only difference is you were the building and your boys were flying the planes. You made your life stand still so they could burn you down. And word around town is you're killing now. 
Not with the newest J's or with puns and punchlines. They're telling me guns and caution tape, but I'm still trying to remember what happened to you not joining a gang because here you are again behind another cell. And then you tell me I killed them because he was trying to take my cells and see there I knew you'd never be the same because you had some type of beast inside of you that couldn't be tamed. So I decided to stay in my lane. I wanted no part of your games, no Bonnie, no Clyde. I just wanted to owe you back, but we couldn't see eye to eye. <laughs> we couldn't see eye to eye because I don't think you understand. The world doesn't welcome with open arms, only open hands. Perception is not always reality. You see the world through a broken lens, and if I see the world as broken, that's because broken is what it is. Now maybe I shouldn't have joined a gang. But either way, this game is to the death. I'm looking over my shoulders for enemies. If I don't, those memories of me are all you'll have left. You think it's bad that the new me compared to the old me seems worse? Because I look at me all the time and I promise you I've seen worse. This is not a movie. There's no rehearsing for the hearse scene. That's not how the scene works. You know what I think is worse than me killing the game. The game killing me first, but put the guns down, right? We're just having fun. And so let's say I put them away and then I'm unprotected. And even when playing, mama always said you can never be too safe. So sure. <laughs> sure. Sometimes I miss the old me, but the old me barely knows me. The good die young, I'd rather live slowly. If only you could show me why you miss the old me. I've grown up, I've slowed down. Can't you see that this an old me? I'm in too deep. The more I struggle, the more I sink. The more I love you, the more I think. The more I think, the more I dream. The more I dream, the more I struggle. The more I struggle, the more I sink. <laughs> and I want to reach out. But I'm afraid that if you grab this hand, I'll only pull you down. And I don't want to take this chance. The more I struggle, the more I sink, sink, sink. Don't you understand? This is quicksand. And I've, I've tried to keep this life from around you. Nobody's ever brought anybody out of quicksand. The person drowning only pulls you down, too. Don't let me pull you down, too. What are y'all most afraid of having to deal with when it comes to raising your kid? My kid dying. Hurt? Well, yeah. That would be scary. Is that a genuine fear that, like, you, you, you like, do, is that something that you worry about, like, yo, how am I going to deal with if this happens? No, not really. I just feel as if I'm a child right now. Well, not a child, but I'm someone's child. So I wouldn't know how it feels. But I feel like when a child loses their mother, the hurt is because they lost their mother. When the mother loses their child, the hurt is because they feel like their child their child did not get to live the life that they gave them. Uh-huh. Yeah, I feel that. I feel, I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's some validity to that. When you lose your parent, that's kind of what's expected. As horrific as it is and as painful as it might be, that's what we go through life expecting. You know what I'm saying? I love my mama to death, but I expect her to pass away before I do. You don't expect to outlive your child. 
You know what I'm saying? You you don't you don't expect you don't you you expect your child to be the one to bury you, not the other way around. So I definitely get why that would be more painful. Uh, what what about the rest of y'all? What are y'all most afraid of? Y'all hit the nail on the head with the death. I mean, I've just been thinking about. I've never had a serious death in my family. How I was gonna deal with my parents? I think um that's definitely up there. I think the biggest fear for me and my children is me personally messing up in a way that they can't come back from, but also me not instilling enough in them so that when they go out into their world, they can learn. Like my biggest thing now when I have children is to just teach them how to learn more because my biggest thing is the more you know, the better off you are because what you don't know could affect you. And I, for years and years and years, I was like, I just know too much and now I'm just like stuck. But I realized whenever you feel stuck, seek more knowledge about what it is that's causing you to feel stuck. How do we have that conversation about racism, about race? Like racism, this is something one day our children are gonna have to go through. How do we have that conversation about the fact that they're gonna be hated and I've gone through racism and stuff like that myself. It's, it's hard. People out here, like, I, man, I've experienced some things that make you just wanna, it'll just crumble you like a piece of paper and make you wanna just throw yourself away. And then I don't want my kids to ever get to a point where they feel defeated by anything because being black, being a woman, that's two things that are, I've been told all my life, the bottom of the bottom. You know what I'm saying? But I'll never believe that because I feel like you are what you believe you are. I feel you. I feel you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really, not to say I wouldn't be devastated if I lost my kid, but that's just not something that, I, that I've spent a lot of time thinking about. That's just not something that I expect to happen. The things that I worry about when it comes to raising my kid, I feel like as a parent, I have three jobs. The first one is to uh, set my kid up for success. The second one is to make sure that they're a good person. And the third one is to prepare them for when I'm not hurt. And that I'm confident in your ability to navigate the BS in the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 for example, uh, bullying, just confrontation in general. I had to learn to be okay with confrontation or, 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 or to be willing to confront or how to handle being confronted or whatever the case was. You know what I'm saying? That's not really something that my pops or my mama showed me how to do. I had to, I had to learn to be willing to defend myself when the time came or whatever the case may be. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure that my sons know the importance of loving yourself to defend and, uh, to defend yourself and protect yourself and to protect your family, protect your sisters, protect your mama, all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Part of uh, setting them up for success and making sure that they prepared for a life without me, you know what I'm saying, is, is instilling the right morals and the right values in them, you know what I'm saying, so that, so that if somebody come to you and, and say, yo, if you do this messed up thing that you know you ain't got no business doing, I give you a lot of money for it, or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying, knowing, just knowing how to, how to navigate the hard situations. Or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And of course, as a parent, you can't think of everything. It's impossible to prepare your kid for everything. And even after you teach them, teaching them and then them going out in the field and actually applying it is two completely different things. You know what I'm saying? As a police officer or as a or as a uh, or as military personnel, you know what I'm saying? Actually being in the field, actually having to apply your training is completely different from being in the training room. It's a little different, you know what I'm saying? So when I do leave this world and I completely expect to leave before my kids do, I want to be confident that I've done my job as a parent and that they're going to be all right. Blue, as somebody that's raising kids, what's one of the things that you worry about getting right? 
Um, I think uh, first and foremost, they safety. You know, like I was saying about, you know, anything happening to them, not just them passing away, but them, they general overall safety. Cause you know, accidents can happen anywhere. I think that's a constant concern of mine, especially when they not in my face. It'd be a little bit easier when, you know, I know they sleep in the bedroom, you know, right down the hall, but most definitely safety would be my first concern. But um, the thing I'm most concerned about is just, uh, you know, trying to turn them into functioning, productive, sustainable adults. I ain't really concerned about, you know, them being perfect kids or, you know what I'm saying, having a perfect childhood. Cause I mean, I don't really even think that exists. But um, I think uh, my biggest concern is, uh, you know, just uh, instilling in them and giving them the tools to, you know, be functioning adults. I think I, I would say that's my biggest concern. Got you, my stuff. If you're a single parent, which uh, gender child would you rather raise? That's a good, good, good question. Let me ask this. Is it which would you rather or which would be easier? Well, I guess however you interpret the question, but let me make this the uh, let me make the uh, clarification that would you rather does not imply that you wouldn't be happy if you got the other gender or that you would be somehow disappointed or nothing. It's just when you envision raising a daughter or raising a son, which one is more favorable? Which one do you feel more equipped? Which one would be easier? However you interpret that question. Honestly, it's an equal, equal split for me. And it kind of always has been because girls come with certain issues. Boys come with certain issues. It just depends on that child. And honestly, the way I see it, I'm going to raise both of my children to be responsible adults in anything that they do. And um, I think having a son or a daughter is a blessing no matter what, because the challenge is really in you as a parent, not in them as a child. And if you see them having issues, you as a parent are supposed to better yourself so that you can better your child. That's happened. Heard. Got you. Uh, what about the rest of the rest of y'all? How y'all feel about it? Which one, which one would you rather... Uh have to raise if you had to raise them alone. I don't really have a preference. No preference here. Word. Cool. So if I had to raise one of them on my own and I got to pick, I would pick a son. Uh, mainly because I'm more confident in my ability to, to, to raise a boy to be a man than I am in my ability to raise a girl to be a woman. I feel like without experience, uh, your ability to teach something will always be limited you know what i'm saying i'm not, I'm not saying i'm not saying it's impossible or or that you can't get some things right but i think with the lack of experience there will always be certain things missing you know what i'm saying and i feel i feel like that just is what it is my pops is in my life now but earlier in my life his appearance was kind of spotty right and so my mother didn't raise me to be a man she raised me to be a good person and she 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 relied on and i relied on the male figures in my life to teach me things that she didn't have the experience to teach me or whatever the case is i can have friends that is that's pilots you know what i'm saying i can have a lot of pilots in my life but i ain't never went to no pilot school i ain't never flew no plane so i feel like i don't have no business teaching somebody how to be a pilot you know what I'm saying? As close to pilots as I've been or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? I can teach you what I know about being a pilot, but there will always be something missing, I feel like. You know what I'm saying? I, 
can't I can't raise a girl to be a woman as good as a woman could raise a girl to be a woman. And like my mama did with me, if I had a daughter, of course, I'm going to love her all the same. That's going to be my baby. Don't touch my baby. I go crazy about her. I'm going to do the best that I can, and I will have to rely on the motherly figures in my life, the motherly figures that I place in her life to fill in those gaps that I can't, you know what I'm saying, the, the stuff that I wouldn't be able to do for myself. But uh, yeah, for that reason alone, I, if I if I got to choose, like if I got to press a button at the hospital, like, son, daughter, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to go with son. But uh, Blue, what's your, what's, your, what's your perspective? What's your view? Yeah, I think uh, me personally, before I had kids, I got two daughters now. Reference, you know what I'm saying, might have been. Yeah, yeah, it was for, you know, a boy, because, you know what I'm saying, for the reason that it would be easier to raise a boy. But, um, you know, I wouldn't change anything, of course, you know, two beautiful baby girls I got blessed with. But, yeah, I mean, I'm a single parent myself, raising two girls. I mean, they, they mom and they life, of course, you know what I'm saying? So I have a co-parent, but when I'm at home parenting, um, it's just me. But, um, yeah, I think uh, both parents play an important part because, I mean, everybody has masculine and feminine energy. And I think, you know what I'm saying, it's important to understand the other sex. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So I think the mother and the father play an important role. And I'm, I'm a um, single parent that got raised by a single parent. You know, my, my, my father, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't never in my life. I met, I met him uh, when I was around 16, but um, you know what I'm saying? For the most part, you know, I wasn't I wasn't raised with no father in my life. And me and my mom, we had that conversation. And, uh, you know, she said like, uh, you know, she knew that she couldn't teach me how to be a man. And she didn't know where I would learn it from, but she glad that I learned it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm glad that I learned it too. But um, I don't know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, having having a store or something, man. You know what I'm saying? Like being a father is a job, being a mother is a job. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's say uh, ain't no cashiers in the store. Of course, you know, some of the managers can come up here and do the cashier job, but the ideal way for it to work would be, you know what I'm saying? You got cashiers doing a cashier job, baggers bagging, managers managing. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's the same way with fathers and mothers that play an important part. You know what I'm saying? It takes a village. I think it would be easier to to raise a boy as a man, but still, you know, it takes that loving mother energy also to complement the father energy to get a person to where they need to be, in my opinion. I agree with that um, 100%. Everybody, what what are the top three values that you would, that you want to instill in your kid? Like, if you could pick three things to make sure, all right, my kid was definitely going to understand this. If nothing else, they'll understand these three things. What, what, what would those three things be? Respect. Heard. Love. Heard. <laughs> and most of all, humble. Be humble. I feel you. Sit down. Be humble. I feel you, monster. Monster. What about the rest of y'all? My top three will be loyalty, respect, and love. Heard. Heard. Monster. Monster. I feel like, okay, so my top three things that I would teach my children is it's not how it's given, it's how it's taken. That's really the only one I've ever thought of deeply. It's not how it's given, how it's taken. I think I would like to teach them that people notice how you react better than they notice how you feel. And that knowledge is the best option. Knowledge equals power. Got you. 
think I think mine uh, Obviously the first one Would definitely be love uh, Not just love for other people But self-love too Like I don't, I don't think a lot of us Are taught how to love each other And that, that's one of the things Like if when I have a daughter I do look forward to like Standing her in the bathroom mirror and, and saying like Look at this Like you are beautiful You are this You that you know, so I look forward to Instilling that in her So definitely love the second one I think would be to to be the person that you want other people to be. You know what I'm saying, man? If you, if you want people to look at you like with grace and all of that, you know what I'm saying? You don't want people to hold it on you forever when you mess up. Don't do not do that to people. You know what I'm saying? Don't do to nobody what you wouldn't want nobody doing to you. You know what I'm saying? Be the person that you want people to be. And the third one, you can you can be anything if you got a dream and you want it enough you, and, and you're willing to work hard enough then, then you can you can do that you can do that don't let people tell you what you can't do you can do amazing things boundaries are boundaries of faith boundaries are not real be be the be the best you that you can be and those would be my three uh blue what about you a lot of y'all said it already but i think love is important you know what i'm saying when i think of the three things to instill love come to mind most definitely loyalty and uh you know kindness just being kind and you know helping the next person and paying it forward most deaf 100 percent, 100 percent. everybody under the sound of my voice i want to thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of stitch cast studio uh we hope that this conversation has helped someone inspire somebody reach someone taught someone something uh thank you so much for listening if you're one if you're in between the ages of 16 and 24 and wonder how you can become a part of our stitch cast family or a part of our story stitches organization in general you can go to storystitches.org where we do we are accepting applications if you're talented whether you uh, do photography videography sing dance rap poetry paint uh whatever it is you do chances are we have a place for you so definitely apply I want to thank y'all for tuning in. I'm your host, Brandon Lewis. Thank y'all so much for listening, and we out. Thank you for listening. We want to give a very special shout out to the Stitchcast Studio sponsors. Story Stitches is supported in part by an award from the National Endowment for the Arts, the Lewis Prize for Music's 2021 Accelerator Award. Additional support for Stitchcast Studio and Story Stitches Youth Programs was provided by the Spirit of St. Louis Women's Fund, City of St. Louis Youth at Risk Crime Prevention Grant of 2021, Lust Corporations, the Charity Pot, and March for Our Lives Aid and Allowance. They say who that, but you already knew that. That beat them story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches, story stitches.